There are 613 commandments in the Torah. This number is meant to correspond to the 365 days of the year that we should refrain from transgression, plus the 248 parts of our bodies with which we should do good deeds. That makes up 613 do's and don'ts of the Torah. Yet this week, we get the mother load. This week, we receive the Ten Commandments. Unlike other commandments that are doled out sporadically and without much ceremony or pomp, the Ten Commandments, the Aseret Hadibrot, are delivered with awe-inspiring flair and splendor. The entire nation of our ancestors purify themselves and gather at the base of Mount Sinai, 600,000 in number. The wilderness equivalent of a velvet rope is stretched across the front of the crowd and fire and smoke descend from heaven to the mountaintop and the air is filled with the sound of blaring trumpets. The Aseret Hadibrot, the Ten Commandments, are delivered directly to all of the souls gathered at Sinai. And as the Midrash tells us, even to those of us who were not yet born, even those souls gathered in this room right now stood at Sinai to receive this great revelation. Number one, I am Adonai, your God. You shall have no other gods before me, you shall not swear falsely by the name of Adonai. Remember Shabbat and keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. And number 10, you shall not covet anything that is your neighbor's. I'll admit, it's a pretty good list. There's one big problem with it, though. The Tenth Commandment is not like the others. The others are actions and beliefs, but you shall not covet is a feeling, it's an emotion. The command, don't be jealous, don't be envious, would be like a command, don't be angry or don't be sad. Have any of you ever said those sentences? Don't be angry. Don't be sad. Have you ever had someone say them to you? It doesn't work so well, am I right? Emotions are our natural human reactions to the situations that we face in life. So what are we to make of this commandment? Thou shalt not covet anything that is your neighbor's. Some of the classical commentaries offer a simple solution. Covet is not about desiring something of your neighbors, but actions that you take based on that feeling. As one of the classical commentators, Chizkuni, points out, however, that's redundant. The commandments already prohibit adultery and theft. He suggests that the real problem is against scheming to get something that is not yours. But that doesn't seem quite right either. 
if that's what God meant, why wouldn't the Torah just state it simply? The other commandments are clear. Why wouldn't this one, why would this one allude to an emotion, a desire of the heart, if that isn't what it means? Well, another great rabbi, Avraham Ibn Ezra, raises exactly that objection. He claims that the Torah really does mean we should not allow ourselves to even think about desiring something that belongs to someone else. He says we have to train ourselves to appreciate that even if someone else has more money or nicer things, that's only because it is God's will. Since only God decides who is rich or poor, we should be grateful for our lot and not worry about others. That doesn't quite sit right with me either. Although I believe God does play a role in our prosperity, I don't think that our lives are predetermined. And I don't believe that it is righteous or just to tell someone who's poor or experiencing hard times that it's God, God's will and they should just accept it. I don't think that God works like that, and I don't think we should either. One theory that's a little bit better comes from Rabbeinu Bachya. He suggests that the, tan the Tenth Commandment is like a fence, a boundary around the first Ten Commandments to help prevent us from even coming close to transgressing. If a person begins to covet their neighbor's possessions, they could become obsessed. That obsession can drive one to steal or cheat or even kill, to abandon their parents and turn against God. It is a little bit dark, but we see it on the evening news all the time. Unchecked desire can lead to the unthinkable. Jealous lovers and greedy hucksters are carried off in handcuffs after committing heinous crimes. Well, there is one more way to understand the commandment, thou shalt not covet. But there are two important things that you have to know about Hebrew. The first is that aseret hadibrot, what we usually translate as ten commandments, actually means the ten statements or ten utterances. We'll go with statements. Ten commandments would be Aseret ha-mitzvot, the ten mitzvahs. So perhaps Aseret hadibrot, the tenth of the ten commandments, is not a commandment at all. The second thing to know about Hebrew is that the command form of a verb, bear with me, thou shalt, is identical to the future, you will. An 18th century Hasidic rabbi known as the Magid of Zlochev, noticed that this and discovered a radical new interpretation of this commandment. You will not covet isn't a command, but a promise of reward for righteousness. If you honor God, if you distance yourself from any wrongdoing, if you lead a righteous life, then you will be completely satisfied with what you have. 
You will feel like the richest and the luckiest person in the world. You won't have to fear the actions of others. You'll never feel insecure because you'll be happy to share the blessings that you have. You'll not be jealous or envious of others because you will know that you have all you need. The alternative is feeling incomplete, always wanting something more, feeling like there's a hole inside of you that can never be filled. Judaism gives us an answer to that. We live in a world in which we increasingly find ourselves looking over our shoulder or more often at the screen of some device and comparing ourselves to others. It's nothing new, but it is amplified by technology. We're often made to feel that we're not good enough, that we're not as good as others, and we desperately want what others have. We want to be a part of what others have. But if you are devoted to worship and prayer, to building a better world, and protecting the vulnerable, you won't have any time to worry about what others have that you don't. You'll be spending 365 days a year doing mitzvot with all of the 248 parts of your body, from your little toe to your heart and your hands. Then the promise of the Aseret Hadibrot will come true. You will not covet your neighbor's home or spouse. You will not covet your neighbor's accolades or wealth. You will not covet anything that is your neighbor's. Shabbat Shalom.